1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by... Yak Gadgets. For all your fine quality kayak fishing accessories, go to yakgadget.com. Pelican cases, cooler, and lighter. Go to pelican.com. And the 153 Bait Company. For all your hard and soft bait needs, go to the 153angler.com. Now let's join our special guests around the campfire. Welcome back, everyone. Brad Hurlbus, Feather and Fur Podcast. And we're going to have a very special episode tonight. It is my birthday this Saturday. This episode's airing Saturday, so we're going to call this the Birthday Bash. Tonight, we're bringing on a couple guests from the past. We're going to have Leanne Austinson and Steve Schaefer. So we're going to bring them in right away. Hi. What's going on? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome to the Birthday Bash. That's what we're going to call yeah. it. Yeah. Cheers. Oh, yeah. Drinking oh. some liquid IV right here, guys. Liquid IV. I'm oh, I, sh- I should be drinking that, probably. <laughs> Actually, it works really good. I got some 12-year double cask upstairs. I can I can get some to you real quick. We'll have Regina run it over. That doesn't that doesn't put the delicious scotch in my belly right now, though. That's, <laughs> can you send it? Can we can we do it through the podcast? Can I like live stream you scotch? I I don't think it works that way. I I think that's a I got, oh, oh does, he's here already. Does scotch take away like leg cramps and stuff like that from hunting and dragging deer? I mean that'd be nice. I wouldn't know. I, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure scotch fixes I'm pretty sure scotch I'm pretty sure scotch fixes everything if you drink enough of it. Uh it gives you a headache when you're trying to find your tree to get up in in the morning. That's for sure. But it's so smooth, man. He said, like, all, all Friday night, we're sitting there, we're eating venison steaks. And uh, everyone, Brian Schiller's in the house. He's also hey, here Brian. for the birthday bash. <laughs> What's up, everybody? What's going on? We're drinking 12-year-old Macala, and he's sitting there, and he's like, it tastes like rubbing alcohol. It's so bad. <laughs> so bad. Oh, come on now. No, no. You bust out a bottle of gin, I'm game. But, like, scotch, no. Uh-uh. <clears throat> Do you just have an obsession with pine trees? Is that what it is? I do. I do. I do. <laughs> do you remember my McCullen story, Brad, from years back? Kinda. If it's the one I'm thinking of. Th- 
Go ahead. Let's, let's hear it. Let's, let's hear it. So we were we were in Green Bay at a hotel, and uh, we went to the hotel bar. They give you free drink tickets when you stay there. You get like one or two free drinks, whatever it is. We went there, and I had eyed up a bottle of McCullen 25 behind the bar, and I foolishly ordered one. And then, of course, I ordered a double as well. So when we got the bill for that, my wife was none too impressed with me because that was a $62.50 glass of scotch that I had purchased. <laughs> it was excluded in that drink ticket, wasn't it? <laughs> I, yeah, it, it didn't really cover much of that. <laughs> I'd love to say that it was like super delicious and it was worth it, but it really wasn't. It wasn't seventy dollars. <laughs> no, it wasn't sixty-two fifty worth of scotch. I can assure you that. I didn't pay that much for the entire bottle of twelve year. <laughs> I'm I'm sure that I'm sure that you didn't. No. Brian, did you come up and hunt Wisconsin? Yeah, yeah, that didn't go as planned, but uh, I was there. I was there. <laughs> we had a good I had a. I had a swing and a miss. Uh, yeah, I I saw three does on Saturday, and uh, I fired three shots, and none of them connected. So, um, but it like it was it was a pretty far poke. Um, sure. I was hunting some public land up there in uh, in Rio or right outside of Rio, and um, I know Jay was there too. He saw some deer. Uh, he had a doe at like 10 feet and never got a shot. And then uh, she was looking right at him and then busted him as he went to move his rifle up into position. And then our other buddy, Eric, uh, he didn't see anything. So, but yeah. So yeah, when we, they're that close, it's nice having a shotgun or something. Those scopes are hard to get on them right away. Yeah. Brad, you'll be proud of me though. I shot my first year finally with a scope and it was i jumped it and i was johnny on the spot with it nice. there you <laughs> nice. go there you go call me rambo I'm just <laughs> <laughs> my, sister, my sister was with me and i said i said they bed here let's just walk through this i said maybe we'll jump one and i hit it and i dropped it and she was She's just screaming and all happy. And I'm like, did I hit it? And she's like, yeah, it's all, it's down. You didn't even move. <laughs> so I was pretty proud of it. Did you get a doe or a buck? Um, It was a doe. And then I shot another doe the next day. But that nice. one. So my scope rings came a little bit loose. And they, but I didn't want to mess with it. And I shot that buck on Saturday, and I was like, the scope's fine. I just nailed this one. Or shot that doe, sorry. Yeah. So I, I didn't want to mess with them. Well, <laughs> it was a little, it was a 24-hour tracking job on an ass-shot doe from Sunday. So <laughs> needless to say, I went out and recited it in. Right on, right on. So, yeah. Leanne's but, sitting here with two deer. Look at her. Like she's got she's got the she's got the deer total right now. That's for sure. I guess. I mean, you got the big buck, right? I, I, I still am holding on to the big buck, <laughs> Elliot. Elliot, Elliot. We're gonna, yep. We'll, we'll nice. see a picture of Elliot right away. 
He's so cute. I know. I know. Well, just, it was it was it. funny because I was sitting, you know, pretty close to where Brad was hunting, and like, what was it? Six thirty was like shoot, first shooting light. Yeah, and I just hear. I'm like, oh, Brad's got one down. He's done. <laughs> I don't know if you texted me first or I texted you first, and you're like, are you done? I'm like, yep. <laughs> Uh, I think I think I texted you and I was like, "Was that you?" And you were like, "Yep, I'm good." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, well, hopefully it turns out like that for me. Eh, not so much." No, no, yeah, ten all of ten seconds in, and it was it was, it was done. And I'll t- I'll be honest, sitting in that stand for another hour and a half afterwards, because I was like, because my nieces were in the same property, was like miserable. <laughs> Cause I got this deer down and I'm like, I'm really bored right now. And the only thing I keep thinking about is I want to get out of here and go duck hunting. <laughs> <laughs> you should tell the head twitch story, how you got freaked out. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll tell, we'll tell the whole story. So again, it is 10 seconds after shooting light. Um, and there's no moon and where I hunt, it's, it's where I have a little bit of a clearing, but it's pretty thick woods. So Right at like just before shooting time, I had a doe with a fawn walk out, and this deer was five, ten yards trailing him. Um, the other two walked out at an angle where I never would have had a shooting opportunity, but this guy came out broadside and stopped and looked towards him, which they were at my about, I don't know, two thirty, three o'clock. So I slowly stood up and when I because I couldn't get that angle sitting down in my tree stand being right-handed. So I slowly stood up, and now we're in a staring contest. I mean, it's dark, but it watched me stand up. So I've got it. I like. I look at it, the scope. I'm like, all right, that's for, like. I look at the face, the snout. I'm like, it's for sure a white tail. And then I, I, I look at my watch quick, and I'm and like, I watch it turn six thirty, and I put it right behind the shoulder and pull the trigger, and this, and it storms off hard. I mean, hard. So I watch it. I lose sight of it over a hill and I don't know if I got it really or not. I'm like, it's dark. I thought my shot was good. I took my time. I guess we'll find out. So I sat in the stand for about 35 minutes until we got some good light and I wanted to give it some time. So I walk over and I start looking for blood and there's no blood. There is no blood anywhere. Like, wow, I missed. I straight up missed this thing. I'm like, all right, we're just going to walk the trail real quick. I come over that little hill and it's down 70 yards away, 70 yards away. It's done. So I walk up to it. I poke it in the butt with my rifle. Doesn't move at all. I'm like, great. Perfect. I know right where this is. Be real easy. I don't want to stomp around these woods and come back to it. So I walk back to the tree stand, sit in the tree stand. Hour and a half-ish goes by. My niece just left to go to the bathroom, and she's coming back. I'm like, all right, that's fine. I'll grab my deer now, and I'll get out of here. And other people are walking around the woods already. So I get all my stuff to the road, get my vehicle up by there. I walk back with my drag rope, and I go to grab its ear, and the head twitched. And I mean the head, like, legit. This is an hour and a half or two hours, like, two hours later, and that head does a serious, like, 20-degree rock quickly towards me. I jump backwards. I'm like, there's no way. How is this thing alive? Like this, I didn't spine it. Like I watched it run and collapse. Like what is going on here? 
So I walked, like, I give it a couple, like, good solid kicks to, like, the lower spine. I'm like, you're going to get up? Like, what are you going to do here? And I walked back over, and I realized I was stepping on its antler. <laughs> I really, in my head, thought it was a doe. I really did. It was so dark out. And all I could see from my side was, like, that one broke off tine. Any, I'm like, and the other tine was in the dirt. <clears throat> so when I went up to check it the first time, I never really got a good look at its head. And in my mind at that point, I really thought it was a doe because it was trailing that doe and a fawn. And I figured if there was a buck trailing that doe, it would have kicked its fawn away. So I figured this doe was probably already bred. It's probably another doe following it, not a buck. So yeah, I, I really thought I really thought it was a doe. I really did. <laughs> I knew it was a deer when I took I knew it was a deer for sure when I took that shot, but I really it's just because it was so dark and with the trees and everything, yeah, I couldn't tell. But I mean, it'd be an opening morning, having a doe and a buck tag, it didn't, I was shooting the first yeah. good bodied sized deer I saw. So yeah, I just didn't realize I was shooting Elliot. At least he didn't shoot another buck in the meantime. That'd have been, yeah. that'd have been bad. That'd have been <laughs> real bad. Yeah. My only saving grace there would be, we can still party hunt in Wisconsin if you're within shouting distance. And I was within shouting sure. distance of my father-in-law and my niece, which I wouldn't have stolen my niece's buck tag, but my father-in-law would have been more than willing to give me his. Nice. But yeah. So would you would you have to give him the meat as well? Or would he uh, allow you to keep it? I probably would just give him the meat. If he, <laughs> I wouldn't argue that. I mean, I already have one deer. I don't need to. We don't... I, Two deer is a lot of deer for us to go through. Like one deer, yeah. like one decent sized deer is a good amount of meat for us to use throughout a year. So I agree. I can, that's crazy. Cause I can, I get two and I would be totally happy with a third one. I, I eat it all the time. That's what I'm saying. Like Brian, Brian's got enough freezer space for seven. I think that's like, his goal. And my wife doesn't even eat venison. Like I can literally devour that. But this year I just dropped it off, Brad. And I did get regular summer sausage for the dogs this time. So last year I was such a jack wagon. I got all jalapeno cheddar and I'm eating it and the dogs are just, you know, <laughs> and I'm sitting here picking through the pieces of what I can give them that doesn't have spicy jalapenos in it. <laughs> Um, but I give a lot to friends and family too. I, yeah. I share it. It's fun to do that. It's just amazing how many people are like, hell no, I don't want venison. Yeah. There's just as many though that are like, oh my God, I'll take whatever you, whatever yeah. you don't want. Yeah. 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 yeah it, it's weird. I get the same thing. Like there's some people hey, you eat deer. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> delicious. It's, it's, it's delicious, but, uh, you know, like it's the same thing. I got some friends that are, like send me text messages. You shoot a deer yet? Like I need some meat. Like, what can you give me? And I'm like, I'm working on give, it. I'm working give, on it. I can give you the, the, the information on how to go shoot your own and quit stealing mine. That's what I can give right. you. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I've done that a few times. And Steve, uh, have, did you even see anything yet or what's going on? Yeah, I passed on a couple of yearlings on Saturday morning. Hold I was waiting up. for, I was waiting for mom to come out, and uh, she never stepped out into the opening, and so I let those yearlings walk. Waiting, 
waiting for that bruiser? You think he's still out there? Uh, yeah, we'll, maybe. Yeah, we'll fire up that picture right away because this thing, this is a good looking deer right here. Let's let's share that one right away. Yeah. Ooh. Cute. Yeah, that one's is that G two? Are his G twos yeah, are split? Yeah, it's got both split G twos on it, so. Ooh. Best I can tell, I mean, it's a little bit blurry, but I think that's that's a 12-pointer all day if it's got brow tines. That's, that's a big one. I'd probably wait if that was showing up on my trail camera. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I, I haven't seen anything in that area yet. I mean, I haven't I haven't even seen a doe in that area yet. So sure. where, I, where I passed on those yearlings was a different area. Um, so this was just from last night. Like this was at, I forget what the photo was, 12.53 or something this morning. Oh, wow. 12.34 a.m. <clears throat> it was chilly all last night by you, 13 degrees. Yeah, it's a little cold. Making ice. We're going to be ice fishing here before duck season's over at this rate. I, I hope so. <laughs> the, ri the river by me is actually frozen, which is like super early. I'm surprised. Wow. It was all skimmed over today. Wow. But. Does, is yeah. there a bedding area close to there that you could just go check out? Uh, yeah, actually, I checked it out yesterday afternoon. I went um, and checked out where I, I've kicked bucks out of that bedding area in the past. So I went out there yesterday to kind of – I got burned because I, I ended up running into a trespasser out there. Oh, bummer. Um, and he saw me and abruptly headed the other direction before I could – <laughs> ask him his credentials really who do you know and why are you here <laughs> exactly because as far as i know i'm the only one that has permission to hunt that woodlock but and his actions would confirm that yeah so i went to go check out the bedding area yesterday and i kicked nothing out of it other than turkeys i flushed turkeys yesterday like pheasants it was insane yeah there was a lot of turkeys out yesterday but i keep getting them showing up on my one trail camera like every oh, got, afternoon between like 1 and 2.30. Oh, I've got turkeys on my camera like it's like clockwork almost. It's insane. Yeah. Alright, y'all. I got a turkey tag still and it's, and it's valid so let, let's let's do this. Right. <laughs> well, good luck. Yeah. I hope you get a poke at that. That'd be nice. That's a beautiful buck. I hope so. I've had that one on camera twice now but it's always at like right around. It's been both times around midnight. In fact, like almost every buck, I think actually every buck that I've had, oh, I had a little fork on, on camera, one day in the in the daylight, but otherwise everything's been everything's been at night, which is yeah. super frustrating. But you know, what do you do? They got to move around at some point. These cold so, times should help. I mean, this cold front coming through should keep them moving more during the daylight. Yeah, it's funny. I was I was talking to my buddy Jason just this afternoon and I, I sent him that photo and he's like, you know, I heard through the grapevine uh, that about two miles north of where I'm at, somebody had a huge buck in front of him, never got a shot at it. And he's like, I'm willing to bet that's probably the one. He's like, they don't come much bigger than that around here. I think he's just making his rounds. He's just out walking, looking for does that haven't been bred yet. And Sure. Sure. So, I mean, and that's a big deer too. He's, I'm sure he's the king of the roost in that area. There's probably, oh, not I would, that, there's probably not many that try to tussle with him. I would imagine. He's, he's a good one, but 
you know, if I see him, I see him. If not, you know, I'm happy to just shoot a dough or something like that and yeah. put some meat in the freezer. Absolutely. I've seen about four different, well, I don't know if they were different groups, but out where I'm hunting, we got groups of like eight and 10 does hanging together. It's just crazy. They're so, but I've, even though I'm not, I know there's, I've seen some bucks out there and quite a few, but not during daylight, but some of the, the rubs I've seen makes me wonder if that elk in Columbia County made it all the way down to Green County because some of these traps <laughs> are just huge. Well, that's a good sign anyway. Yeah, it is. Co Columbia County? I didn't hear about an elk in Columbia County. Yeah, hmm? that, that elk was, that elk that was shot wasn't right up by you, by uh Really? I didn't think it was like Columbia. I, I heard it was a different, I thought it was a different county. No. Somebody shoot it by accident? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, an 800 pound accident. I don't know yeah. how you mistake an elk for a white-tailed deer. That's just, yeah. I don't, I don't get right. that. It was, it was Columbia County. This is the fourth year in the row one has been shot too. But it was real western, it was western Columbia County. That's right. Um, oh, what town was it in? It was up by Portage or wherever. Oh, um, is it just? It was just northwest of there, I think. Huh. Yeah. Not yeah, because they're mostly all up. They're all supposed to be up by like Ashland, Bayfield area, right? Well, there's two different herds. You have the Clam Lake herd, which is west like of Hay Phillips. Hayward, like Hayward, yeah, between Phillips. between Phillips and Hayward, I think. And then they introduced another herd by Black River Falls. Okay. Okay. So you see those sometimes over by um like North Atoma, Black River area. You'll you'll see elk around there as well. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and it's only a two thousand one hundred and fifty-six dollar fine in Wisconsin, which is much oh. cheaper than going out to Colorado or Wyoming or Montana and getting a guide. Yes. It's just a really minimal fine when you think about how much people people pay price six to ten grand at least just to go out west. Yeah, I know you could get like over the counter archery tags, and it's relatively cheap. Like if you're hunting public land and doing it yourself, but yeah, if you're doing a guided trip, I mean, you're talking four or five grand easy. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I know you can, I believe there's some units in Colorado. I kind of looked into this at one point that you can get a rifle elk, like rifle cow elk pretty easily over yeah, the counter. Yeah, yeah. Bull elk, bull elk's really hard to get with a rifle from what I was looking at. There's like an application process. Unless you're like a lottery. With a yeah. With yeah. a bow, with a bow, it looked like you could get some units over the counter. But with a rifle, it looks like it's pretty like if you want to go out there and have a good like guarantee to tag, it's like you pretty much have to grab a cow tag in some certain units. Right. Yeah, I don't know if my body's in shape enough to go through that kind of misery. It's I don't it's, know. it's hell on earth from what I've to been told, you know, because you can hike eight miles, eight, ten miles in a day. And then say you shoot one eight, 10 miles away from camp, like now you're backpacking that eight, 10 miles yeah. back. And you might have to take multiple trips. Like, yeah. I mean, if you got three or four people, then it, you know, not as bad. But 
And think of that's know. what then, and then you got the elevation change, like. Oh yeah. Yeah, there, yeah. there's not. We got hills here. Like we don't have anything like that. Right. Like, even even if you get over towards like the Mississippi River, River Valley area, we get where you get bluffs by us. It's nothing like the elevations right. out west. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. You ever hunt a deer out by the Mississippi River Valley in the bluff area? Once. I did once um, with an ex-girlfriend's father. Okay. The one area that we bow hunt, I just sent you that trail cam photo. There was like bucks sparring in front of my trail cam last night, like for like an hour. But uh, um, we get out there, man, and it gets pretty gnarly. It's just up and down, up and down, up and down. And sometimes, you know, I take Jay with and, you know, I'm like, we're moving all day. So get ready. (laughs) And like, he is just miserable. Like, cause he'll, sure. he'll, he'll wear like, you know, rubber insulated boots. And I'm like wearing hiking boots. I'm like, dude, you wore the wrong shoes for this. <laughs> well, I'm sure his feet are just sweating. Oh yeah. 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 yeah cause I mean, I like to move, especially, you know, late season, you know, you bounce between bedding areas and, you know, sometimes you try to bump them up and get shots at them and stuff like that. But yeah. You just better hope you're dragging downhill when you get one. Yeah, that's just it, right? Like, I, uh, yeah, when I was out there during the rut, so, like, walk through this soybean and it's uphill, and then it's, like, a steep incline to get to this top of this ridge that I was hunting, and I stopped at the edge of the field before I went up through the woods, up to the ridge, and I'm like standing there just like catching my breath. And all of a sudden it sounded like a coyote, like. And I'm like, what the hell? And it was like 15 feet from me. And I'm like starting to poop my pants a little bit. And uh, all I got is my bow on me, you know, and like 
I like knocked an arrow real quick, like that was going to do something. And uh, I'm like, get out of here. Get the hell out of here. And it ended up being an owl in the tree. And I was like, I feel like an idiot now that I've blown my spot completely out. Like it was making some wild noises. I'll tell you that much. He didn't like me being so close to him. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I probably should carry when you when you go. So I got so I didn't really look at the timestamps or anything. These two deer here are these the picture of the two that are sparring then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those two are sparring. It's kind of cool you got that on camera. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. I got a bunch of them. Like literally, I woke up this morning and there was like twenty pictures, and I'm like, "What the hell was going on last night?" And I look, <laughs> and I'm like. Oh, they were fighting right in front of my camera. All right. Oh, not that one. Uh, where is it? That other one is at this my one. Yeah, that's my one Wisconsin spot. That showed up like the night before opener, and I should have gone there. That thing's wide. Like that is yeah, that's way wide. past the ears. That's well outside the ears. Yeah. I think I got a side profile pic of him earlier in the year like beginning of october beginning middle of october um just a big eight is it an eight yeah yeah it's yeah. just a big wide eight but that's a sweet looking eight i mean it's just so wide and oh, tall yeah. yeah he's got tall times you know right which i'm surprised because there's a, so there's another one out there that's got split g2s as well but not as big as steve's um but i haven't seen him in I don't know how long. I'm sure he went wandering out looking for love, you know. So did you do Brian, did you do much uh bow hunting or were you out duck hunting? No, I I did a lot of bow hunting. Like once bow season kicked in, like I know Brad was calling me nonstop, like we going duck hunting, and I was like, <laughs> oh, I, I gotta get in the tree, I'm getting these pictures, and like I got bucks everywhere and well, that's good because he stopped calling me. He's like, "That girl leased some land. I know she's not." Going. <laughs> no, I. I mean, we hunted a bunch. Like, what? Uh, Wisconsin. Well, we hunted early goose. What? Uh, Northern Wisconsin opener. Southern opener. Southern opener. Weekend after and, Southern opener, we did that yeah. walk-in hunt. Yeah, that was fun, man. Can that you, little creek. Do you get to bow hunt and where you live and then on weekends you can kind of travel to do the duck hunting and stuff or yeah yeah i only duck hunt up in wisconsin mostly with brad i found a little little wood duck hole earlier in the season like i don't know half hour from my house 45 minutes um but like bow hunting for me, there is one small like Illinois sucks for public land. Like I'm just gonna say that. Like there's a small like 120 acre track that's like 30 minutes from me, and I shot a big buck out of there last year. But it gets so much pressure, and the fact that it's such a small chunk of land, it's just it's pretty brutal. So I usually when I'm bow hunting in Illinois, I'm driving an hour and twenty west out towards the mississippi river valley sure. and there's um geez there's probably 800 to a thousand acres out there that we hunt maybe more um between like two or three parcels so um and there's just there's just big big deer out there you know um 
I had an encounter with one. My bow was still dangling from my pole rope when I got my stand. Um, real nice eight pointer. And then I missed a real nice 10 pointer. I hit a branch and went right uh, underneath them. Yeah. So, but what are you going to do? It's yeah. not my year. I'd rather it's, miss. No, you might need to spend more time on the range at this point. Oh. I need to do something, dude. <laughs> I need to do something. We got we got to crack that. We got to get you to we got to get you one with the rifle so you get that little monkey off your back because you still haven't made that happen yet. Well, and like I talked to you about that over the weekend, I think that's my biggest problem, man. Is like I got that pressure on me, and like <laughs> right. I get super excited and I like just like punch the trigger and like instead of like slowing down, like and it, you know the thing that made me realize it is when i took that second shot at that doe on uh, saturday is like i stopped myself because i was like what am i doing like i rushed it and like i didn't even like slow down after like i saw crosshairs and i like went to pull the trigger and i stopped myself and then like kind of regrouped again but like i don't know i'm just i'm just rushing 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 like i don't know not good. Oh, I think that happens to all of us. I feel that way out bow hunting. This is my second year back being out bow hunting. And I hit one, oh, October 27th, and we couldn't find it. Um, and then I missed one last week, Sunday, and it was nice. And it's I rushed it. I thought it was 50. It was only 30. Shot over it. Yeah. But you get to that point where you're like, okay, if he doesn't come on this trail, this is the only chance I have. So you take it and yep. yeah. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things, you know, it's like, I don't know. I, uh, I mean, I've shot plenty of bucks and deer and it's just like, I don't know why I just don't slow myself down. Well, well I, I mean, I think everyone does it. Well, so I did shoot a deer when I had my small mini vacation during the rut, but um, I think it was single lung because, like I said, I went to the top of that ridge, and it's really steep, and I was shooting down, and I think I got one lung, and we tracked it, tracked it, get to a creek. They call it a river, but it's a creek. <laughs> The deer crossed the creek. We went up over the bridge, back down and around, found the blood where he came up. He circled around, and it looked like he went straight back across the creek. So then we searched this huge field, the whole river edge, don't find any more blood. And, like, I was just, like, sick to my stomach, ready to give up. My buddy was like looking off the bridge, like over this valley. And I went to the other side, which one side is the side I was hunting, which is public. The other side is private. And I'm standing on the bridge and I'm looking down like on the private side. And I'm like, no freaking way. No freaking way. So when that deer came back out into the creek, he walked in the creek up into the private land. So like I went down under the bridge, like right at the edge of the property line. And sure enough, there was some blood there. So 
I told my buddy, I'm like, there's, I, I can't believe this. You know, I'm like, I'm going to run up to these people's house. It's right around the corner. Um, go up there, knock on the door, ring the doorbell, no answer. Drive up the hill to get cell service. Um, on X gave me the name. So I did like Google searches, found a phone number, called that numerous times, no voicemail, nothing. Um, called the DNR. She's like, you've done more than most hunters would. Like, all you can do is go leave a note on the door and hope they call you back. And unfortunately, I think it's like a like weekend getaway spot or like summer uh, cottage type deal. So like, you know, left a note and I even threw my drone up in there cause I had my drone with me and we tried to look, but there's some heavy cover over there and I never saw it. And, um, yeah, so I never got that deer. So I was, that's pretty sucks. you know, but what are you going to do? Like, is it worth trespassing and getting right thrown in the clink or whatever happens when that, you know, goes down, you know, you know, cause it would be just my dumb luck that like a friend of a friend would drive by as I'm walking through looking for this deer. And next thing you know, the sheriff shows up, you know? Right. Right. So, right. but you said like the property was pretty interesting too, if I remember right. But <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so I did walk in like, 40, 50 yards, and I look up, and in the tree, hanging from a rope, is the spine, hip, and one leg of a deer. And I'm like, this is really weird. Like, almost like it was like a wind chime. Like, I was like, yeah, I definitely don't want to trespass. Like, like <laughs> I'm going. Like the credit movie. Yeah, I am going back to the bridge. Like, I don't know what that's all about, but uh, I don't want to find out. It was really weird. That is weird. Yeah. Well, I'm that's sorry sketchy. to hear that, man. Yeah, it happens, you know, like, what are you going to do? But uh, this year is just not my year. That's all I can say. And, and that's probably because of last year. Like, I hadn't bow hunted in, what, five years, Jay? Jay wanted to learn bow hunting, so he got me all fired up. First sit, go out for the last 45 minutes of light, shoot a deer. Go back the next day, shoot a big buck. And, like, I was like, all right, cool. I'm, I'm good. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'll go easy. Rifle, I'll go rifle hunt in Wisconsin now and then, like, didn't shoot a deer for the rest of the season. <laughs> yeah, but you did connect with a great poplar tree. Dude. I tell you what, if you guys need somebody to snipe some trees dead center, I'm your guy. I'm your guy. <laughs> Just put a doe slightly quartered behind it, and I guarantee you I will hit that tree. <laughs> you know, it's funny, though, because I had a buddy I was talking to um, last, last week. And during Michigan, because Michigan opens on November 15th, they always open on the 15th. That's just how their hunting yeah, right, works. Right. Um, it's so weird. I know. That is really weird. But it's it, what makes it even more weird is because, like, all the guys I know up there that work construction, like, they all close down for it. Like, they're all like, <clears> that's <throat> the point when they're like, okay, we're done for the season. 
<laughs> but I was talking to him. He goes, yeah, my buddy shot a deer, went over there and he found a bunch of like really, really fine hair and like just like tiny drops of blood. And he was tracking it and couldn't find anything. Went back to where he first shot the deer and turned around and looked. He blew apart a tree in front of it. And it was the shrapnel of the tree that injured the deer. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oops. And rumor has it, I doubt they listen to the podcast. So rumor has it that tree's getting cut down and it's getting sealed and being given as a Christmas gift to, to the shooter. Nice. Nice. Come away with something for it, huh? <laughs> Yeah, sounds like that. Like it must have been close enough to the tree where it like just scraped it enough to leave just like a little bit of drops of blood, like nothing terminal by any means. And it was just like all the splinters from the tree. <laughs> That's great. Man, them trees. I mean, it's no different than grouse hunting. Look at that tree that we saw, Steve, up grouse hunting, where you could totally see a shotgun had like taken a huge chunk of it out. And oh, like I'm, the tree was like like split and curved and bent and still growing. I'm great at tree pruning when it comes to grouse hunting. Oh, I, I limbs are falling and and there's <laughs> leaves flying and I, I firmly oh. believe that they intentionally give their life to save that grouse. They, they they move, they sway, they do something. They do something. I don't know. That or they yeah. somehow jump up and grab your gun barrel and stop you from swinging. Uh, yeah, that that's quite often. I don't know how many times I've swung on grouse and I've hit a. Well, hey, we were in when for a grouse camp this year. I banged the crap out of my hand on one tree. I swung so hard on one bird that I, I swung my knuckles like right into the tree, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh, that hurts. And I don't even. I'm like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> like, well, was speaking of that, how many birds did you guys get up there? Did you? Did you see any? The grouse was not great. Woodcock, we've we flushed quite a few woodcock, I guess. I mean, not great numbers, but that kind of saved the trip, I think, was was the woodcock numbers. They're so fun. I mean, they don't taste nearly as good as grouse, but, hey, it's better than no action at all, and it's good practice. Yeah. I, I, enjoy, I enjoy the woodcock hunting, though, because it's, it's a different type of flight of the bird. I mean... It's, it's, it's a tight, it's a, they hold more for the point. It's tighter. It's not, they don't get those wild flushes normally. It's, it's, it's a different experience. Great for the dogs. Oh yeah. yeah. But I don't, we maybe moved one grouse to what? Five woodcock. Maybe. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. Probably at least that. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't good, especially for being semi-familiar with that area. And we went back to other areas where we had found birds before and we weren't moving really any birds. And It was tough, but it was, it was warm, though, too. It was... Oh, that's right. Unseasonably warm. I mean, we were... Right. I don't have any, like, super warm weather upland stuff. And I, I was just... I was dying out there. I'm like, I'm going to go back to the camper and, like, jump in the lake or something. Like, I'm just... It's, I mean, we had, I think it the seventies, mid seventies. I think at one point, almost pushing eighty. Well, I mean, the you dogs only, can't. I mean, it was crazy. 
and and the dogs can and the dogs are conditioned enough to run in it but the problem is they start to get so hot they never put their tongue back in their mouth so they're no longer breathing through their yeah nose. they're just they're just they're mouth just, breathing right so they're not scenting like they normally would in cooler weather so yeah i think there was probably birds where we were i just don't i think with those temperatures and stuff like that because we were even hunting swamp edges like places you would go when it would get hot like that and right i just think the dogs just were struggling in that heat just trying to trying to scent anything that that was really a hindrance. We, the only good she, thing was the the woodcock were down on the on the edges though too. So that kind of right. fun. It was a good trip though. It was fun. Caught a really nice walleye. That was a good time. Oh gosh, <laughs> that was probably not one of our finer moments. <laughs> Better than the carp he caught when we were camping. Well, this was at about midnight of opening night of grouse. Yeah. Night. So I, I, I believe I had the, the bad idea at that point. Like, we should go out walleye fishing. Well, it was warm enough. Why not? <laughs> oh, it was after, warm enough. But after, I don't know, a beer or two or 12. Yeah. Well, we had our life jackets on. We oh, had yeah. enough sense that so we had life jackets on. We were safe. But yeah, yeah I mean, what was it like your third or fourth cast on that? And you, you know, this guy's well, hooked up with a walleye. I'm like, what really? Well, like, well, this is how it's going to be? Like, like, we just got out there and we, like you said, we cast like three <laughs> or four times. He turns around and he's like, are you going to take this seriously and catch some fish? Or <laughs> Next cast, fish on. Yeah, it's like, I got a fish on. I'm like, shut up. You do not. He's like, yeah, I do. I look back with my headlamp. I'm like, rods all bent over. I'm like, holy crap, he does. Nice. Like, bring it over here. I'll land it. And that lake we were on, you were allowed one over 18. And I think the slot was 16 to 18, one over 18. And that was yeah, like then, 21-ish, 22. Yeah, it was, it was over 18. It was a nice fish. Yeah, yeah it, was a, it was a good fish. It was fish. a nice fish. But that, was the only one, but that was the only one we caught then. Yeah. But it's, I look at that fish, I'm like, are we keeping it? And I'm like, I don't. I'm like, ah, do we want to keep it? And he goes, right in the bottom of the canoe. He goes, yep, that's, that's snack. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna grill that one up when we get back. Yeah. That's exactly what we did. We got back, unloaded our stuff, and we fired up we fired up the skillet and we just started cooking a walleye right then and there. Yeah, yeah it's it's funny with walleye. Like so many people are like, Oh, I can't ever catch one. Or, you know, they're always fishing during the day, and I'm like, Oh my gosh, why waste your time? You they're so nocturnal, it's just so much more efficient to fish for them at night. Oh yeah. But the sketchiest part about where we were now, you got to remember, we're a little buzzed up. Little. Just a little, little bit. Little yeah, bit, little I was going to say a little. And this bay, and this is a reservoir that was flooded. And there is tr like tr tree trunks, like eight, 10 inch yeah. diameter tree trunks. And there's a bunch that are just below the waterline. So as yeah, some of them out, you can, some of them you can see. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal develop high-quality, technically sound products, and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV. 
other, other ones, ones. You just roll up over top. And you're like, whoop, <laughs> you slide right off of it. I'm like, oh boy, this is sketchy. We're at the paddle slow. Yeah, you put your paddle in the water and you're like right on top of one of them, thinking you're going to hit water and all of a sudden, donk. Pick up. <laughs> Break oh, your wrist. You knuckleheads took the kayaks out? The canoe. A canoe. Oh, the canoe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. it wasn't even shore fishing. Okay. Oh. No, we were. No. And then I broke my I broke my rod. Then I broke. I had a husky jerk on, and I got that snagged on a log. And then we uh, paddled over there, and I abruptly broke my Saint Croix rod. So that was great. Which we just so happened to be within driving distance of the Saint Croix factory, so it got replaced. Yes. So it's been replaced. <laughs> mine was old enough that one was old enough it was out of warranty so i'm like well let's just go buy another one why not we're here so and that was funny too because i actually had my top water rod i broke in july-ish i think it was so i had saved it knowing we were going to be up there to get that replaced and saint with saint croix warranty and that's the first rod of theirs i broke but anyways with saint croix warranty you're allowed to trade up if you want to. So they'll give you face value what that rod's worth. And then you can spend more money. So I decided to get a new um, finesse bass um, mojo bass rod, go from that bass X topwater rod to a finesse mojo bass. And I get the truck and he's like, did you buy the same rod as me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, we both picked out the same rod. Like we're total, like just, you know, we're not even together. We're just shopping. And he buys a rod, and he's like, oh, I'm going to go run with the truck. And I bought one, and we get back in the truck. I'm like, you bought the same rod I did. <laughs> oh, meant to be friends. I guess so, huh? This is so random. I guess like, all the All the rods there, too. Yeah, our minds are in the same place, I guess. You don't drive a Dodge, too, do you? Uh, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Not wow, until man. about not until about a month ago, but I did. Yeah, I, I did have a Ram. What do you got now? I have. I'm driving a Grand Cherokee now. Nice. That's well, that's, so, that's a sweet I, little logging vehicle. I always pick on Brad about the Dodge, but you know what? It was my Ford that's only three years old that gave me a heart attack like three weeks ago. You know. I can't wait all year for the rut and deer hunting and my freaking truck, the check engine light and the low oil pressure sensor light comes on. I had to get towed. Every dealership in Madison was three or four weeks out. And then I'm like, well, I hope the hell I don't get a, a car for a loaner. Yeah. Good luck getting a loaner period. Oh, so I, Ended up getting towed to a dealership about a half an hour away, and it was just a sensor, thank goodness. But I'm not going to – I don't cry very often, but it's pretty sad when I cry about my truck. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling the girl on the in the service department, I'm like, you don't understand. Like, it's deer hunting. And it's it's the rut. I got to be out there. <laughs> Nobody's going to let me bring it. You know, so then I had to borrow a friend's car and – I'm like, yeah, do you mind if I bring a deer back in this? <laughs> right. Put it on the roof. Like, it's bad enough you got to borrow a buddy's vehicle. And then you got to tell him, and it's deer hunting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
Good old vehicle issues. That kind of that messed you up too, because you were supposed to come up somewhere with me fishing, was it, Brian? And and your header broke on your oh, truck. Yeah, yeah, my header cracked like right at the connection. Yeah. So, yeah, Mr. NASCAR. That, that sucked. <laughs> no kidding, I was right? Not driving anywhere far. Luckily, I got it fixed pretty cheap. I got a pretty good mechanic. That's like a friend of the family, I guess. Real close to the house here. So, but the problem was, I think it took them like what two weeks, week and a half to like get the part and get it fixed. So that was kind of a bummer. Yeah, that's a problem. I was getting parts for things. Oh yeah, getting anything. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not just like even got all your ice fishing gear. I'm good. I'm good on ice fishing. I think I'm good. Yeah, I think all I need is some wine. Yeah, I got a respool. I've got my active target set up all, all in the shuttle, so I'm excited to get that mm. out finally because I haven't been Fancy. able to play with that yet. Fancy guy. I know. I know. You're not far behind with the Helix 7. I mean, Whatever, it's not guy. Like, it's not like you're out there with like an FL8. <laughs> I love that Helix, so I ice fishing that. with that Helix is awesome. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say something. The Vexlar. I actually, you know, I, I, I love the 1970s. They were great. <laughs> I love my Vexy, dude. I love yeah, my... I'm probably the only person who would say I would give, I would trade my Panoptics for just the FL28 or something. I, I like the Panoptics. It's super cool when the fish are coming in. It's just, it's, a, it's there's so many things and settings, and I suck at all that. And then Brad borrows it. And then I'm sitting there trying to catch fish. And all I'm getting is stupid text messages on my screen because he set it up to get all my notifications. (laughs) (laughs) You would. Yeah, I would. (laughs) Turn on notifications for Leon. There you go. Yeah. You catching any fish? I can't see. Panoptics was pretty cool, though. We were on the Pete and Will doing that. the ice the fishing hard, thing. The hard water freaks. A little bit yeah. Like yeah. We just had a setup in the hole and we're just, you know, we got all of our tip ups out. We're just, I think you had a minnow dead stick down there actually now that I'm thinking of it. Yeah. He, he walks away and take a pee and like, I see like this torpedo coming through on the screen and I'm like, what the hell is that? I'm like, it's got to be a sturgeon. But it's yeah. like six, it's like six feet long on the screen. I'm like, oh my God. This and came swimming op- through. Yeah. And with the panoptics, you can actually measure it because it's got like different hash marks on it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Six foot long sturgeon just slides by. Yeah. That's crazy. I'm like, dude, you gotta see this. You gotta see this. It is <laughs> really, really cool, Brian, but like it still doesn't catch the fish for you. No, that it no, doesn't. No, no. I'm fine with my Vexlar. Most of the time I'm just using a Garmin striker four with an ice transducer. Yeah. That's all you need. Agreed. Yeah, I think, like you said, it's cool when you see fish like that come in. Like, I've seen a lot of videos of, like, guys muskie fishing where you could see the muskies chasing the the baits and stuff. I mean, it's pretty cool to see that, but, I mean, come on. It's great finding structure. That's, like, when you and I went out on that lake looking for cribs. Like, because you can look so far in front of you. You drill a hole. You spin the transducer around. You're looking 80, 90 feet out because of the depth we were at. And also yeah, you find huge. a crib, and then you're like, yeah, we okay, a pile of them. 
you're like, okay, it's that way, 65 feet, because you can measure it off. So you kind of walk out, you kind of like know your paces, right? You get down there, you pound your hole, and all of a sudden, yeah, you're right on top of the crib, pound that waypoint, yeah. your phone, let's go find more structure. And then we just came back and started, and we still have the waypoints. Like that's, that's where it really helps. You know, yeah, that was cool. A really good selling point for all those companies. If if they could just sell you a buddy to go along with it who knows how to use all the shit. Grab <laughs> <laughs> his garment and you get your personal Brad to come and do this. Like here's that's your my, Brad. That's my biggest yeah. problem with that stuff. It's like it's is Brad your, is Brad your technical guy too? He's, he's my technical guy sometimes. I got, the, I got the marketing campaign introducing the Garmin Butler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I got questions for Brad all the time about that kind of crap. I was asking about I was asking about a light bar the other day. I'm like, dude, like if I get a light bar for the Jeep, like, can you wire it into the high beams? He's like, oh yeah, like for sure. Like, all right, cool. Like, you're doing it then when I get one. <laughs> like, I don't know anything about electricity. Like, I don't mind messing around with that. He's like, actually right, we'll really Brad do good it. at clip notes and dumbing it down because I rewired a few things and he kind of walked me through it and I didn't yeah. like electrocute myself. And your house, is Nothing. Still, and your house yeah. hasn't burned down. Nothing's yeah. burned down yet. Plus, he came all the way out to and helped me install my power pole this spring. And I'm like, dude, you got to help me with this because we got to, like, damn near take the motor off. Like, yeah, I'll come on and do it. Like, all right, sweet. Came out and we had done what – we didn't know what the hell we were doing before hours or so. Or, yeah. And that was that was going to do a parts run. And Well, just so you know, it's not, we, it's not just Brad who does everything for us. We actually return the favor sometimes for Brad. Like sometimes he goes duck hunting and orders a big ass blind that's getting dropped off at his house (laughs) to be like, Hey, can you drag this thing into the house? And it's 250 flipping pounds. (laughs) I don't know where I was up North hunting probably. Oh, I was on on the Mississippi. That was when we were out there for the paddle and fin tournament. Yeah. Yeah. We were on lacrosse. Yeah. 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 Was that your, was that your boat blind? Yeah, that was the boat blind, and it was getting delivered, and it was supposed to be there whatever day, and it didn't show up, and it wound up a day late. And I even signed up, like, for – I don't remember what shipping company it was, and it's like, manage your delivery. I'm like, perfect. Delay it till Monday. Oh, I'm sorry. We can't delay your shipment until an actual delivery attempt has been made. Well, it doesn't need a signature. They're just going to leave it there. What type of delivery event? Uh, like, like, what are yeah. you talking about? How can, I'm not managing anything other than you're not oh, telling man. me I can manage anything. Yeah. Well, I just would laugh. I'd really like to see who's going to come and run off with something that heavy. <laughs> I know. Who's going to take that? They're going to open up. They're going to be like, what the fuck is this? But Steve, <laughs> I don't even know what am I going to do with this. He calls know his strongest is. friend, at least. <laughs> that's um, what friends do. We help each other in ways. So that's what's okay. That's what's funny because you're not the only person I called that. I needed to grab a box that was sitting on my front porch because the do- northern duck opener, I had a box delivered of stuff I wanted. And Brian was behind me. I'm like, dude, I just got the notification that was delivered. And he yeah. swing by my house and grab this box and bring it up north. <laughs> you have a shopping problem. <laughs> just ask my wife. She will confirm this. Well, that's, that's right. Hilarious. I buy enough of your used stuff. I'm okay with your shopping addiction. Yeah. 
I got my buy own more. buy more. I have my own secondhand resale store in the basement now. <laughs> I love it that you wear a size large. <laughs> oh crap. So any any plans for Thanksgiving? More hunting? I'll probably do a little bit in the morning. I don't know if I'll get to do any in the afternoon, but we'll go out tomorrow night. We'll go out Thursday morning. Probably not Thursday night unless I get angry at family functions. Then I'll be like, oh, I'm just going to sneak out. For a oh, I just, got a, I just got a picture of that big buck in my trail cam. I'm going to go over Yeah, there. I got to go. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, it's on uh, radar again. We'll, yeah, we'll see you guys. Got a giant at my tree stand. <laughs> Yeah. I don't think I could hunt after Thanksgiving dinner. I'd be in a food coma. <laughs> yeah. Go Sit sleep in your tree. stand for a yeah. little bit. Yeah, take a nap. Take a turkey nap in the stand. Make yeah. sure make sure your safety harness is on. Yeah. Strapped to the tree. Yeah. Otherwise, that's about it for me. I'll do some more deer hunting and kind of it. And Brad's going to go... Black Friday shopping from the duck blind or something. I'm I'm starting to get nervous. I'm not gonna be able to find much for open water to finish off the duck season. Like I'm really start. I I've been told I friend was out on the Mississippi. I know the backwaters out there are starting to lock up. What really makes me nervous is Thursday's not supposed to get above freezing here now. It's a low of like the low teens, and it's not supposed to get above freezing. So I'm really nervous for this weekend that it's going to get to the point where I'm not even going to be able to break ice with my boat. Yeah. Hey, I know a good mallard hole. I yeah, I might have to make the trip out there. <laughs> Go hunt that hot water spring. Yeah, that, that's that'll probably be. That'll be hot. That'll, pretty good. This will, the next this will be the weekend week. for that. Right. I'm glad I left the camper out on the lease because I use it to warm up in. <laughs> It's it's kind of like a camper slash pseudo hunting blind because it'll <laughs> oh. 400 yards of alfalfa field. It's great. I've got um, access. I have access to one of those too. It's a four and a half car deer blind. <laughs> that's actually where I. That's actually where I saw those yearlings on Saturday morning or Sunday morning. Okay. It's heated and has a bunch of beer in the fridge. <laughs> But it was raining. It was. What, what do you want me to do? Go sit in the rain? I'm like, no. I'm gonna no. go sit in the four and a half car deer blind. Hey, there is nothing wrong with that. My biggest problem there is trying to open the window quiet enough that the deer don't hear me. <laughs> yeah, or the, they, they fog up with the heater. <laughs> four and a half no. car garages don't fog up. <laughs> no, it's like a sauna in there too. He keeps it at like 74. It's like way too hot in there. Hunting in shorts and a t-shirt. More or less, yeah. Trent had flip-flops on. <laughs> he had like big, thick wool socks on and flip-flops. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's a good look. You know, I'm just jealous. That's all. That's nice. And I would, I don't bash anyone hunting out of those big metropolis things. They look warm to me. Yep. You're you're the one hunting out of a heated camper. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You see, you, you see, this there's a problem sometimes with me is that when you have to pee as often as I do, like it's ridiculous. I must have went ten times opening day, 
And I was outside, actually. I didn't even hunt in the camper. I get more squats from popping a squat <laughs> in the woods and getting exercise. <laughs> I wonder why I drop 20 pounds every bow season. It's because I got a squat every time to go to the bathroom. All them squats. <laughs> That's awesome. So, Bradley, you going to do some duck hunting this weekend then, or what? That's the plan. Um, that's the plan. Got to try to figure out where I'm going to go. Um, a little nervous, like I said, about some locked up yeah, ice she, conditions. She just went to go pee, didn't she? <laughs> I'll <have> to go <laughs> back. <laughs> Can't sit an hour, man. We're an hour and 50 seconds in, and that's, that's bathroom time already. We yeah, got duck hunting for me this weekend. Unless everything is locked up to the point where I really can't find anything to haunt, then I might consider going back out with a rifle and seeing if I can't find a doe. Find me a few. <laughs> Just make sure you hit them. Oh, man. I'm sure you're going out this weekend, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got a ridiculous amount of tags between Illinois and Wisconsin, so I, I need to fill at least a few of them so i got bow tags i got what i got a bow buck tag and a doe tag in wisconsin that i got from bow season i got a buck tag and three doe tags in wisconsin and then i got two buck tags and two doe tags in illinois i got 10 freaking tags dude you got work to do yeah you got a freezer phil I got a few freezers to fill. <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, I like it. It's been a struggle. It's been a well, struggle. Bring, bring your knife sharpener with, so when you're done gutting the first couple, you can sharpen it up. You know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Brad, I, I'm. I'm getting... I heard. I heard Brad's a real, a real uh, sharp over there. His knives. Yeah, my knife's real sharp. I felt like a rookie gutting my deer. I stabbed myself <laughs> twice. You know what would be really twice, nice? Twice. He was red in the struggle bus. Oh, yeah. I took my glove off, and my whole entire hand was red, and it wasn't deer blood. It was my blood. <laughs> well, um, are you yeah. done using the butt-out tool because they're out of stock everywhere? And <laughs> it would be really nice to have one of those. You got the butt-out tool? I do have the butt-out tool. Is it the hot I'm ticket a, or no? I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm it's a fan. Pretty, Really? So you you, you give it a handful of twists, you give it a yank, you pull out a bunch of intestines, and yeah, I, huh. I go, I, I got the deer like normal, then I split the pelvis, and like, you don't have to worry about trying to cut around that or anything, and you can just split it, and just everything pulls right out real easy. Nice. Wow. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a it, fan. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Huh. It, it, it's simple. It's easy. Don't have to worry about like trying to cut around that, and Cause I always brought a smaller knife with when I would do that. Cause you know, you don't want to be stabbing in there with like a six inch long blade. But yeah. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. My nieces showed me that. And I'm like, huh? Cause at first I'm like, this is kind of, this is a waste. Like what? I don't want, I don't need this. I don't need to use this. And then they, and then they use it the one time. I'm like, yep, we're getting one of them. So how do you get, how do you get it back off? You got to cut the whole thing off or what? Yeah, you just, I, you just, I just cut the intestine right there, and then you just cut it off of it and wash it. It's not much different than like washing a knife. 
Sure. Huh. No, it works good. It, Steve really Marino, does. just YouTube yep. it. There's a couple good videos out there. You'll be sold. All right. I'll take your word for it. It's like six, it's like $7.99. It's super cheap. <clears throat> well, sorry, the first time I saw one, I'm like, though our whole thought process at first was like, so you throw this thing away afterwards, right? Like, I don't want to buy one of these every deer I gut. Yeah, never even thinking they're just reusable. Yeah. Just cut the butt off. <laughs> right, exactly. Hmm. Yeah. I did it the old-fashioned way twice this weekend. <laughs> And I'm telling you, I really want the butt out tool. This is going to be the best freaking line anyone has said on your show in a long time. <laughs> How'd you guys close out the birthday bash? Oh, we were talking about the butt outs. Yeah, the butt out tool. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got to add that to my It's arsenal, interesting. I'm, lo I'm looking at it right now. I've never seen one before. Doesn't oh, really? it look fun, Brian? I mean... It's like a butt plug with a fish hook on it or something. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want like it in my really, butt, I tell you that there much. Is, <laughs> there isn't a hook on it, though. There, It's got, like, four, like, spikes on it. Here, I'll, I'll bring up a picture if I can get oh, it real quick. That's There's better. Like... Yep. Oh, yes. That's that, right. That's I, I like... Yeah. Yeah. So I like, you do... baffle. I like the little baffle thing on there so you don't go too deep. Right, exactly. Safety first. <laughs> Safety first. <laughs> but no, That's you, you, shove, you shove it in there and you crank it around three times and basically it just hooks on and then you just give it a big tug. Yeah, it's, it's pretty... It seems like oh. a medieval torture device is what it, what it seems like. Give it a tug. <laughs> well, I think this has been enough butthole talk for now. <laughs> Everybody, oh, butt out tool. Can you get a sponsor for the show, maybe? Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah, the well, butt out tool. Yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll have, hunt, we'll have to approach Hunter Specialties on that one. Right. I agree. Hey, I'd support it. hilarious. I might have to get one now. You guys have talked me into it. I mean, just think of all the branding you could do on one of those. Oh, good lord. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the photo opportunities are just rolling through my brain. <laughs> oh, no, I know. Same here. Same here. Well, Brian, if you have one of those doughs, you can use one of those. There you go. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, well, thanks for coming on tonight, me. everyone. Um, yeah. It's great talking to all you again. I'll let you guys let you guys shout out your social media quick, like normal. Don't everyone yeah, start at once. Leanne's like, Leanne's like, I don't, I don't even know my own Instagram handle. Can you help me here? Yeah, I don't actually. I don't use any of that shit. I'm old fashioned. <laughs> I, I, try to, I try to avoid it when I can, but Leanne's on Instagram at got dibs. G O T D I B Z. And I'm on Facebook, which is usually where I post more. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, all that's all I got. That's all you got. You're not on Twitter. You're not tweeting it up. <laughs> but I, I have seen you on Instagram more. So that's, that's good. I'm still learning all about the Instagram. I Specific gave up on the. On the Facebooks, 
So it's nice to see you on Instagram every now and then. Just take pictures, give them a quick edit, post them. It's easy. It's simple. Done. Over. Yeah, I know. And then, like, you do the hashtag thing. and Once you figure out some of them, just put them in notes on your phone and copy and paste. Brian, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not very up to date with technology. It's all good. <laughs> Neither is Brian. I Yeah, I'm... I'm not as up to date as some of these guys. All right. Steve, you're up. Oh. No. Whiskey Life on Instagram. W I S C Y underscore L I F E. He's got a good flow, fishing, hunting, some family I post, stuff. I haven't posted much lately. I haven't done much this fall, actually, but. After fishing kind of went away, I'm doing anything. I didn't even go duck hunting this year yet, so probably won't. No point in buying a license now. Probably not. No, not unless you're going to go out on the. Not unless you're going to go out and taste divers on the big water. <laughs> yeah, even that's getting froze out now. Jason was just out there this morning actually, and they had to throw a ten pound mushroom anchor out to break all the ice at the launch so they could get out. Yep, oh, wow. sledge, the sledgehammer is going in the truck. For this weekend. Yep. All for a bunch of golden eyes. Oh, oh, that's all that's left already, huh? Mmm, golden eyes. <laughs> Delicious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Would you like some snail with your meat? Yep. That's uh <laughs> that goes straight into the sausage pile. <laughs> they're uh they're not good. I think he said they saw nothing but golden eyes and Three bluebills. Wow, I can't believe we're already down to the golden eyes. The season's pretty much over. But then again, I have to say, by this time last year, I was already ice fishing, so. It's not going to be too much farther before we're all ice fishing. Yep. Another, maybe another, hopefully it stays cool. Hopefully, like, two weeks. Yeah, I mean, it's ready to go. It's, it's ready. I mean, we've had a lot of wind, which has kind of helped keep it open. But, I mean, if we get some cool nights at these temperatures, it's not going to take long to have three to four inches out there on most shallow on, – on most, on most bays. What's the Madison chain like right now? Is the water down or – Water's down. Water's yeah. down. Yeah. Uh, like real low. Like some ooh. of the spots – some of the spots I've been in even with my duck boat, like you're grinding through the mud like because the boat's not floating. Like you're was, grinding it out. Uh, was Cherokee pretty low? I haven't been out on Cherokee since the summer. So I was out there just exploring and doing some fishing. Mm. But I'm sure no. Cherokee, I'm sure Cherokee's low. Soon enough. Oh, yeah. I have a we'll special pond. Remember, I have my special <laughs> pond for us this year. Oh, Brian, yes. I'll even invite you out there. Brad, Sweet. Hasn't, Brad hasn't been to it yet, but it's a good little spot actually nice i'll get down yeah yeah i'll be good we'll have to get all we'll have to all get together maybe we'll meet at some sort of lake in the middle and chase something different yeah let's do it you do it yeah why not i mean i'm sure we'll be bored come january anyways go out there catch some fish for sure yeah buddy well Well, yeah well sweet Schiller, you want to throw out your media, or you think everyone already has got it that's listening uh, to the show? Yeah, you're good. <laughs> kind of figured. Well, thanks, everyone, for joining. 
joining the birthday bash, the deer hunting special. Um, appreciate all you listening like normal. And until next time, keep chasing that experience. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler Button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in Northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com.